0: Hey, guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio, but when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO Project, the MFCEO.com. i got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. I've got everything you need to know about getting shit done, and we can do it together.
1: Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast brought to you by Medterra CBD. You can go to MedterraCBD.com right now and save 15% on CBD products by entering discount code Big MX Radio 15. This podcast is also brought to you by LapKingRacing.com. We've got another discount code with those guys. bigmx 15 saves you 15% every time you go to LapKingRacing.com use fun to go fast with lapkingracing.com and third on the docket and this one's an important one this experience will bring you closer to the sport of motocross than you've ever been before a lot of you listening have been to pro motocross races before but you've never been on the other side of the velvet rope you've never had the collective experience and that's exactly what we're going to talk about predominantly on this particular episode of the big mx radio podcast you need guys to go check out thecollectivexp.com and uh, and check those guys out. Amazing way to get closer to some of the the highest flying athletes within the sport of motocross and uh, go check those guys out. Follow them on social, interact. They're fantastic with giveaways, uh, whether it be all their different sponsors or some of their, their goodie packs that they've given away with some of the, uh, uh, the race days and stuff like that. It's awesome. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. I'm on all of these podcasts. All 716 of these motherfuckers And with me on the line Who's probably come in, coming in on at least 50 of these fucking things by now He's one of my best friends He's good shit He's busy in all hell And that's why he hasn't been on the podcast for over a month He's Dangerous Dave Drakes Dave, what's going on, brother?
0: <laughs> what's up, Brad? By far the dopest intro I've gotten Wish I, I'm going to do the recording and make that my voicemail Oh, that exactly. good
1: you do need a new outgoing uh, voicemail uh, for anybody who has the pleasure of having Dave's uh, number and have it go to voicemail. He he, uh, he just sounds uh, a little bit too professional on that sucker. Um, but the outgoing <laughs> is always uh, a pleasure to hear. And it's also a pleasure to hear your voice, my friend. Like I said in the intro, it's been a little bit too long. It's been about a month since we last chatted, but you've been busy. You uh, Since we last talked, and we'll get all, get all into it, you did a backflip with Travis Pastrana, you crazy motherfucker. You went to Straight Rhythm, you went to Monster Cup, and uh, you've done a ton of other things with your regular gig with uh, with, with Harley Davidson. We're not going to talk too much about that, but let's start off dialing the clocks back to a day that I, supremely uh, jealous of you on this particular day, tripping down to Pastrana Land to go there, is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. For a lot of people, a lot of people don't get to go there. Getting to ride Suzuki's while at uh, Pastrana Land, even more rare. Hard to f- uh, find time with that. The fact that Travis, now not really, more or less, the owner of Nitro Circus. He's, he sold that off last year. Has a lot more time to himself. I think that's probably what people notice that Travis has a lot more time for doing extracurriculars. He's not tied up with not, uh, Nitro Circus anymore. But you you Dave Drake's go there for not one but two full days of fun and excitement including at some point you just go full blown send going upside down on a KLX 1 KLX 110 break it down for me i have i have painted the scene here i have brought everybody into the theater of the mind of what it is like to roll into Pastrana land knowing what you're going to get to do now you knock down those pins for me because that is a day that uh i will be forever jealous of until of course you connect me with making that happen for myself thank you very much
0: (laughs) yeah honestly man it was it was just as cool as you as you painted the picture for us man it was uh it was an absolute blast so um some people uh, might be familiar with the uh, replica build that we did last year for Red Bull Straight Rhythm 2018 where AJ Catanzaro and a couple other um, cool companies came <laughs> together to do a James Stewart throwback tribute and we were lucky enough to go to Flying Iron Horse Ranch in Utah owned by the Luxax amazing track by um, the way absolutely I, honestly I don't think there's a more scenic track in the world it was so absolutely perfectly prepped The, I mean the The soil type is like what we all dream about when you lay our head down at night. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. chocolate cake, sand, and I mean, just the perfect ball corners. I really can't imagine a track getting any better than that. Um, So, yeah, we had a great time doing some promotional videos. We had a great running at the uh, Street Rhythm event last year. AJ got second, got great promotion for himself and sponsors, and we had a really great time. Um, so fast forward to this year, um, we're kind of scratching our heads about, you know, how are we going to top what we did last year? We had hard to do, the full hard kit. to do. Yeah, it was. We had the full kit. The full the bike was amazing. Um, a lot of sponsors came together to make sure that we all had a really good time. When we were out there. Um, the recognition we got was just second to none. So um, really scratching our heads, wrecking our brains, and uh, we finally settled on the Travis Pastrana throwback. Um, got in contact with him thanks to Jeremy at Red Bull, and. Um, started the conversation between him and AJ about um, you know doing a possible build of a bike, uh, doing a cool promo shoot, uh, maybe like a cool expose for a magazine. Just you know, just spitballing back and forth. we um, were able to lock down a, a couple of dates to go down and um, and uh, shoot the promo. We had SGB Racing build an absolutely cherry r 25. Um, the cool thing about that bike was. It came together in like less than a week thanks to um, Jason and his expertise and uh, AGMX hooked us up with some really cool uh, throwback graphics that actually incorporated his modern sponsors. So you could actually see like the Collective Experience logo was kind of made in the No Fear logo from back in the day. Yeah, had, I saw that. It looked good. It, le-
1: it was very well cool. executed.
0: It we'll was, get to why was I was really pissed really on cool.
1: on the on race day, but whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah well, a lot of... A lot of people share your sentiment, man. But, uh, yeah, we did a really great you job. Break both your tra- legs. <laughs> uh, we had a, uh, just a warm welcoming from uh, the entire crew um, that was at the facility. Um, Pastrana came the next day, had some obligations um, on the first day we got there. But, um, I mean, it, to, to be at Pastrana Land walking on the ramps that we all played in video games, it was surreal, man. Like, all of the movies, all of the, the promo clips, it, it it's all there. It's all still the same spot. I mean, we could pretty much walk the compound just off memory alone of what we watch in movies. Like, oh, yeah, like, oh, no. Yeah, we know all if you like, played... This is this. Is this
1: or... <laughs> if you played uh, MXT Moto Tracks back in the yeah. day, that Travis Pastrana game, like, I'm sure things have changed a little bit since that game came out in, oh, four or five. But, uh, yeah, not, like, that... Like, where the trampoline is next to the house and the foam pit next to the garage, and that's where all the shenanigans go on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's all there, man. Everything is, is still there. Yeah, I mean, the familiar course has changed a little bit, but, if, I mean, if you played that game or watched any of the movies, you'd know your way around the compound. I mean, Heck yeah. um, even in, in the garage, like, the helmets are the same. Like, he's got so much memorabilia and just so much motor history in that one garage it would blow your freaking mind. I mean, we're walking by full size Loretta Lynch trophies, and I mean, it, it's crazy. I'm like touching the trophy, like number one Loretta in the 25 class. I'm like, I'll yes. never ever get this chance again to touch the whole L- Loretta Lynch first place uh, trophy and um, number one plates and just bites. I mean, it was just, it was surreal, man. And um, the, the photo shoot came out amazing. Uh, the guys at Canvas did a, a full custom throwback kit for AJ, and it looked spot on. Um, AJ actually did his homework, watched a bunch of Pastrana videos, um, and kind of emulated his riding in the promo video. And um, Pop and Max sent us a, a ticket for, for for AJ to throw on, and uh, it, it was just it was just super cool the way everyone came together to make sure that it looked as authentic as possible. And Travis showed up and was completely blown away uh, when he saw AJ's full kit. AJ came around the corner um, with the bike just revving out, and uh, Pastrana was like just. Ear to ear grin, couldn't believe it. Then he hopped on his Zilla, which, if you guys have not seen that bike up close, it is an absolute beast. Billet cases, electric start, two stroke, just an absolute machine, man. And watching those two guys just ride the straight rhythm course together and have uh, Pashana do some backflips and just seeing how personable he was, it was absolutely cool, man. And um, towards the end of shooting, Pashana's bones don't work that well anymore, as you can imagine. So, uh he had a finite amount of time before he had to call it quit for the day but uh yeah he was nice enough to get isn't it that sad though like isn't that like a little bit sad you're just like oh. it is It is. but i mean he was pretty banged up when he was like 25 so it's like fair he's enough used to it but i mean at the same time it's like man he's like you know i'll say like oh hey my thumb stopped working we gotta call it i'm like holy your thumb stopped working that's a thing you know um and if, if you think about all the injuries that guys had, it's he doesn't a, a musical anymore. Yeah, I mean the fact that he can walk is just insane. Um, but yeah, he he gave us some lessons on how to backflip. Um, there was a lot of really funny first attempts. I mean, his biggest rule is never let go of the bike. You could honestly hit that ramp wide open on the pit on the one time pit bike. You're not going to overshoot it, and as long as you stay on the bike, you can land any which way. You're going to be safe if you're yeah. in a big cloud, pretty much. Uh, but, of course, AJ, being the dumb-dumb that he is, let go of the bike and uh, sort of a few other guys, which Prashana put up on his, uh, his Instagram of uh, our buddy Mac just trying to do some backflips and not even getting enough speed to get the bike in the, the foam pit. And, yeah, like, didn't they cut was, the Kawasaki? The,
1: the bike that you read, rode, like, came back and, like, either hit him or just, like, basically just landed on the ground?
0: Yeah, so that was the brand-new um, cowie that, that they had bought for the facility. and. Ugh. Uh, yeah, Mac Mac destroyed the thing, man. Just two attempts of just straight bangers to the bars and and forward. Nice. So for, so Pashana was like, "Yeah, that's it. We're gonna use the old crappy bike that shuts off uh, shuts off on of people." So uh, you couldn't see it in my video, but uh, going up the hill to get some speed, the bike was shutting off, and you keep kickstarting it and it's like praying it would it wouldn't cut out on the face. Um, and yeah, we took turns, just going back and forth, just trying different attempts um, and. Um, Everyone got maybe like two or three tries to do a perfect flip, which usually people got on the second or third try. Uh, I will pat myself on the back. I got the perfect flip the first time, so Pastrana was yeah, happy. dude, you
1: you were pu- like <laughs> you fucking crushed it. And like, okay, this I gotta ask you, and maybe you won't even be able to answer it properly because you're gonna just be grinning here okay. to here to thinking about it. What's yeah. it like to have Travis Pastrana stoked on you, like? Like isn't that just a total absolute dichotomy? Like that's completely ass backwards to how, like, you know what I mean? Like a guy who we're talking Revelation One Nine Nine, all of the tri- all of the the video games, the the Nitro stuff, the videos, the the, the race wins, the Supercrosses, like the the X Games gold medals. The, that guy who's brought entertainment and excitement to millions and millions, stoked on you even for a moment is pretty cool.
0: Man, I, 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 I had no idea what to say, man. Like, even in the video that I posted about it, it was I was yeah. almost speechless for we'll a get while. Yeah, we'll <laughs> Yeah, he's just super, yeah, you, super you, cool. You, and... you impressed him, and then you
1: found a way to weird him out when you were like, yeah, you should teach me <laughs> uh, chemistry. And he's
0: like, yeah. <laughs> 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 he, he, made, he made what was what, 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 such what a hard saying. thing just so easy, like the—he yeah. like has it down to such a science. Backflips. He was actually giving us instruction while he was flipping, like on the pit. Like was like, "Oh, here I go." He's like, like full, fully upside down, giving us instruction about where our knees are supposed to be planted and you know elbow placement. It was just—it was crazy, man. But to have him say, "Like, man, you killed it," I was like, "All right, I can die. I can die now." You know, that's, like yeah, that really. reporting worst of life when one of your racing heroes, since you were what. Eight nine years old is like telling you you know props on this cool thing you just did at his house like it, it's pretty it's pretty amazing but uh one of the most like fun that. events that I think we've ever done as a group um, definitely wish you were there man I mean the whole team would have loved to have had you there you know that so
1: I honestly um,
0: definitely, the, definitely the worst thing is there. is
1: if you would have told me if you would have told me like dude we're doing this I would have fucking made sure I was there like I miss yeah. out on a lot of this shit but if you would have been like dude we're going to Pastrana Land. Like, I, I thought about that particular week, and, like, we didn't even fucking do anything in school. Like, I'd, I, uh, like, fucking... I'd be like... I would have just, like, text my bro- my dad. would be like, Brian, I'm going to Pastrana Land. It's been, like see you and I would have I would have went but that being what it is I'm so glad that you got to experience that man that is fucking yeah. cool as hell uh we were just went on about that for about 15 minutes but that tripping in and of itself is got to be at least half of your little your collective experience of, of what that was all about and uh um uh, just like it's one of those things where like what you do with the collective and what you do within the the, more, the more across industry Uh, And I think for myself as well, neither one of us are getting rich doing this. Um, sometimes, like, we get, obviously, the, it, it does what, does great for, uh, like, we, we, we do make, make, uh, somewhat of a living off of, off of the podcast and with you with the, uh, the experience. Uh, we do it more for the love of, th- more for the love of it than anything. But when you get to experience something like that, like, for you, this is, this is yours. And for me, like, when I got to, uh, host a radio show in, in 2018 with, uh, with Jeremy McGrath, And then the next weekend, I got to host host that same show with Rick Johnson. And then the next weekend, I was on there with Rhino. Like... Three shows in a row, three three like legends. That's something you can't buy. You can't even, you know what I mean. Like, and I even got paid to do those, which is even to me even more ridiculous. But like, these are the types of of events and days that really make all of the uh, the hard work and sacrifice and just the uh, uh, all of the all the things that go into what it is that we we got going on uh, worth it because uh, those are the days that are just uh, y- y- you can't match them.
0: Exactly. I mean, it really makes you. Uh take a step back and, and like you said, it just puts you into perspective of, okay, this is why I work so hard in this sport. This is why I have this one, uh, program or podcast or just whatever it is in the, in the industry. This is what the blood, sweat and tears are are for because this is, this is, this is the greatest sport in the world. I'll say that all the way to the day I die. Greatest sport in the world, greatest people in the world. Um, but I mean, it does become a, a job. It becomes monotonous. It becomes, very time consuming and very very stressful but when you get to do things like that or you know meet your heroes or work work with people you idolize and even get paid for it get compensated and be part of the be part of that whole scene um, it really it it really makes it uh makes it worth it. it makes it all worthwhile all the all the sacrifice and everything like that so um, for me like I'm a we talk all the time i stuff all the time about the program like like any business owner in the industry right we're always talking about our lows and endless flows and stuff like that but when you get a chance to do you know some really cool stuff stuff like this it uh it makes, makes it that much cooler and and super worthwhile so um definitely grateful for it and uh hopefully we can uh we can all do it as a bigger group next year you know uh do something pretty cool
1: Absolutely. Now, before we get to what's new and exciting with the uh, the collective experience, will you give me at least five minutes to uh, slightly critique the entire program that was AJ Catanzaro and the Suzuki wrong year and then same like wrong like right gear and then wrong bike year for the plastics and then going to a fucking KTM on race day? <laughs>
0: Go for it. You wouldn't. You wouldn't be bad if you did it, man. Yeah, go for
1: it. All right. All right. So first of all, it's like it would be to me. It's excusable if the 2001, like if 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 if, um, if Travis hadn't ridden a 2001 uh, Suzuki and won on it, I'd be like, yeah, like it's cool to throw back to the to the 2000 or to 2000. Because that's his. It wasn't his rookie year. I guess it was his rookie year. His first year outdoors. Um, and then he uh, and he wins the championship. And these were very well known for that. But uh, it was a two thousand and one bike. So cramming two thousand graphics onto a two thousand fr- like bodywork and everything like that to me rubbed me a little wrong. I like it just. It looked right as far as you guys did it, except for the front number plate. The numbers needed to be bigger on the front number plate, but, like, the black part with how big the numbers were, when they sat next to each other, you could really see that. Um, and that was sort of my, like, sort of my critique. Otherwise, I was super pumped. And I understand going to a KTM probably made AJ more competitive on race day, and I understand that because it's a 150 and maybe uh, more mods were, were done to it, this, that, and anything. But, um... Mm-hmm. I, I just I, I I just I still think the right thing to do would have been ride the the Suzuki. I just it was the the like to complete the look and uh, maybe moving past you you really couldn't tell because it's uh, they, I was actually surprised how how Matt like how well the 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 yellow matched like, it was identical. It was pretty pretty impressive. Um, like you yeah. almost had to take a double double take to see. And oddly enough, the shape of the KTM's plastic actually kind of matches. The oh, the two thousand Suzuki plastics better than Suzuki's uh, from two thousand and one, if that makes sense. Um, as far as its shape, anyway. But uh, yeah, otherwise, like I. I would have liked to have seen a Suzuki. I would have liked to have seen a 2001 Suzuki, because personally, that's like... As much as I love the 2000 uh, Suzuki, I loved 01 Travis with the the Supercross title and the whole nine yards. Uh, Plus, I think that was just a better-looking graphic kit, and there was lots of uh, no-fear gear from that, from 01, that would have been easily replicable and even uh, just as iconic as 2000. So that was my only deal. Um, Like... So, but otherwise, you guys crushed it. You guys turned heads. And then, on top of that, like, it was, like, I was stoked for it, but then, like, I was almost, like, half upset that you guys made it awesome but completely by accident. Like, you like you guys literally got so much more exposure for that completely by accident when AJ goes full <laughs> flying W and then saves it somehow and is not dead right now, still peeling him off of the tarmac at uh, uh the fairgrounds there. So, um... Yeah, it's, uh, it's, to me, like, you guys absolutely smashed it. It was a really cool thing, and it was totally embraced. And then on top of that, like, it was already getting a lot of buzz. And then the Flying W sealed it, and you guys stole the show. Like, I don't think anyone remembers who won uh, from that race. Like, no one's going to remember uh, that Tyler Bowers won the 500 class. No one's going to remember, oh, my God, off the top of my head, I can't remember who won the 450s or fit Oh, Roxanne. Uh, no, no one's gonna remember that. Everyone's gonna remember the uh, collective experience Suzuki KTM thingy that was uh, that that uh, that did the flying W and ended up second in the uh, the 125 class. So uh, hats off to you guys, and uh, as well as the guys over at uh, LapKing for for supporting it as well. You were on. Uh, you guys were sharing the swing arm, which is not often done, but cool to see. Very well executed and I know you had a lot of fun with it. So I, I trashed it a little bit, but I said some nice things as well.
0: <laughs> no, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, speaking of the Lab King guys, um, what nice people, man. I mean, Dude. And that whole crew, and they are just salt so of the earth people about the sport. Oh, 100%. I mean, um, very, very, very kind people, and they, they, they absolutely love Supercross and Motocross. Their product is absolutely killer also. Um, I, I can't imagine how... Like, I, I personally... Can't wait to grab my own. I was playing around with AJ's a little bit, and just even this backyard bashing with buddies, it is g- going to be so much fun to have that unit on my helmet. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that, and a uh, huge shout-out to those guys. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it was great, man. And one one cool thing about this, um, every sponsor uh, is pretty much friends with each other, so we can all share, like a, like I said, share a swing arm or um, you know, hey, on this side you you get above me with the bigger logo and on this side I'll get a bigger above you and everyone worked so well together. It was a lot of fun and um I tell you what, AJ definitely gave us a heart attack with that flying W but saved it, got us some uh, got some good attention. So uh yeah, it it was, it was cool. But um for everyone out there, if there's an, ever a race that you should get to, it's definitely Red Bull straight rhythm. It's one of the cooler events. I mean, I, I get to see Mitch Payton roll around and just start wrenching and working on these old school two strokes it was like watching a time machine happen man it was just so freaking cool no big semis everyone's out of pickup trucks or or uh, box fans like the old school days it's just, it's just such a breath of fresh air in this industry man and really I uh, really can't wait for next year I can only imagine what it's going to be like
1: well, that's the thing, though. I, I, I was uh, I heard an interview with Jeremy Malott, who's like, yeah, now like, how do you like? They 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 they've been like basically every year they've been able to sort of outdo themselves. Like, short of getting Ricky Carmichael there on a a, a Chevy trucks Kawasaki, like how do you how do you how do you beat that? Like, how do you? Uh, <clears throat> you're probably not going to see Travis do it again. You're like, you can only break out so many five hundreds that, that exist. Um, and like you've got Ken Roxon on literally Jeremy McGrath's, uh, race bike from 2005. Super cool. Um, the gear was amazing. Uh, like, it. like it's this would this one's going to be really really hard to beat, and maybe we see that happen in one year's time when uh, when you and your crew uh, roll out uh, the next uh, idea that happens to uh, to pop into either yours or uh, AJ's mind. But yeah, like uh, hats off to you guys for for executing that; it was very well done. And yeah, like you said, the guys at Lap King, Salt of the Earth, just awesome dudes who uh, take care of people uh they love to to see people get faster that's exactly and that's what their lap king uh app does with the uh uh, the gps device you throw it on your helmet you map out the track you do your laps and and once once the track's uploaded as many times you do that lap it's going to like when you pass the the Checkered flag. It's gonna log that lap time. It's gonna tell you which laps were faster, which laps uh, that you weren't going so quick. It's gonna, it's literally gonna show you not only when you're fast, but also when you're fading, which it, it tells me that quite a bit. <laughs> um, but literally, like for all us, like you and I, who we practice a million times more than we, than we race lately. Um, and you, you go to the track and you're like, did I get any faster today? Did I get faster throughout the day? Of course, we can sort of feel like I was going faster, but you don't have actual concrete proof. Well, literally I go to my favorite track. I go there, I'm rolling around doing two, two 19s. By the end of the night, I'm doing two fourteens. I know that I'm five seconds a lot faster, which is quite, quite significant so uh just to see that sort of dividends in your work is really cool to see and uh com, those guys are, are doing it uh doing it live man i i suspect they'll probably uh be on the pit shirts over at uh the collective experience uh in 2020 because uh you like to steal my sponsors
0: <laughs> yeah they're they're a good group of guys man uh yeah I, i'm hoping i can get them on board and uh Help uh, bring their bring their uh, their products more people through our uh, through our fan experience program, and um, I like to call it sharing and opportunities to enhance the sports. So fair enough, we'll, fair enough. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> we'll I like that, that. Well.
1: You, you you spun that very uh, poetically, and and, and for that that's one of the main reasons why we love you. Um, but yeah, man, it's uh, it's it's really cool to. Uh, uh, to see you guys working together JC Vince those guys are absolutely amazing and uh, I'd like to see more of what those guys uh, have coming down the pipe to uh, to to just continue to build that uh, that sector and if they can help you guys out with some some giveaways and stuff like that like I know they move uh, quite a bit of product and, and maybe if they could uh, give away uh, like one GPS unit uh, per round of supercross or something along those lines get more product in the hands of people, Something along those lines, maybe you can work uh, work some angles there. But uh, yeah, cool to work with those guys, and uh, yeah, let's. Uh, um, yeah, I'm stoked on those guys.
0: Oh, 100%, man. Such nice people, and we need more guys like that in the sport, that's for sure, man.
1: For sure. And speaking of guys like that in the sport, you're a guy like that in the sport. You bring people closer to the sport of motocross than... Anybody. Like I've talked about this before. And I, I, I was like, yeah, like obviously good friends with Dave. It's not a paid advertising to everybody. If you've <clears throat> if you've ever been to a pro, pro motocross race, you know that access, especially super wise fairly limited. Uh the, the pits don't open till a certain time. They basically what Fell does is they basically like open the pits and close the pits based on when the riders really won't even be around very much because the typically they're open during practice. Which the guys are from their motorhome, to the bike, onto the track back to the, back to the, the, the truck, into the motorhome, or into the, the hauler. You don't see them. Unless you want to go talk to one of the, the privateers uh, and, and maybe you can get a, a poster from those guys. For the most part, you're not seeing those guys. It's a, it's a, it's a very tightly run schedule, so you don't really get immersed in anything. And same thing goes for, for outdoors. Unless you're there at 7 o'clock in the morning and you're wanting to roam the pits, like it's it's not practical to actually, conducive to getting a lot of face time with a lot of these guys. But that all changes when it comes to participating with the collective experience. We're not talking about uh, getting first priority in, in, in an autograph line. We're not talking about uh, a little meet and greet where you shake some hands and a, a couple guys uh, uh, file through and you're good to go. We're talking about integrating somebody into somebody's race program for the day, or in the case of the internship program, even more uh, more extensive fr- from there. If you could, Dave, I know I, I like to, to run things down for people and just sort of hype things up, but you know this program better than mine, uh, better than I do. Uh, let these people know what it is they get to experience when they when they do the collective experience and uh, and all that goes into it. And then as well as I know you've expanded the uh, the internship program for 2020, and that's going to be exciting as well.
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah, so for uh, for those who don't know, um, you know, I run the Collective Experience, and it's an extremely, extremely immersive fan experience program where um, it's everything that Brad just mentioned. We're taking fans who are diehards, who are pe- super passionate about our sport, and we're bringing them behind the scenes throughout the entire day. And usually it starts before the race day. We've had uh, fans sign up and hang out and have dinner with these riders, um, get a chance to tour the rings a little bit early um, during Friday setup, and that extends way through to um, the race day. Um, so you're getting an opportunity to really, really be a part of your favorite racers teams and you're bypassing the lines, you're getting behind the velvet rope, you're touching the bikes, you're meeting the mechanics, the team managers, um, with the support group, uh, you're meeting sponsors, you're integrating with fans, um, you're getting a chance to review race footage with them, um, help them pick out lines, watch practice with them. Uh, and really feel what it's like to be uh, a pro racer and a team member in the industry i mean this is a a vantage point that very very few people get in the sport i mean i know gear reps that don't get a chance to do this with their lives that they represent so um it's it's one of the more unique programs where you can really have a driver's seat um within an inside perspective of of what these racers go through and a great portion of the money that we race goes right back to those racers, so uh, you're helping to keep these, uh, a lot of them are privateer and satellite support riders, you're helping to keep them on the track every single weekend, and your contribution um, makes you a part of their success, a part of their team, and that's what a lot of fans really gravitate towards and it's something that we pride ourselves on, is making sure that our fans have just an absolutely kick-ass memorable day and then our fans are uh, the writers and our teams are supported to keep this great sport going each and every week uh we've uh recently i think it was last year um debuted our uh our internship program where we get a chance to bring uh fans who want to get uh, a career going in the industry uh make these connections uh, we, we give them a chance to get really hands-on and work for the riders. Um, so it's not as much of a VIP pampered type program where we make our we make our fans and the fan experience feel like they're royalty. Um, yeah. we, we do it. We try. We try to keep interns that, work, an man. Internship program, but yeah, I mean, but we, we put you through the ringer. We want to make sure that you're um, that we give you as much exposure to all of these great things that uh, that you can do on race day and that really really matter to these to the riders and teams. We want to immerse you fully in that. So you're running tasks for the for the riders. You might be assisting a mechanic. You might be running a pit board during a main event. Uh, you might be helping to coordinate with gear sponsors. Um, you might be helping with fan engagement, giveaways. Um, you might be helping with uh, scheduling, social media for the riders, um, video review, taking video, helping set up just uh, the equipment, whatever. Race whatever strategy. For that day, Every, yeah, race strategy everything. I mean, you, you have a, you might have a headset one minute, you might have a. Uh, you know, some gloves on, helping do a filter. The next minute, it really—you're uh, really in it. And we—I'm very, very proud of uh, the program. And we've had people go on to work for Feld Motorsports on their um, top-of-the-line film crew. We've had people go on to work for FXR, um, people to work uh, at some really high-end dealerships because of this program. Um, training pro racers like Aaron Plessinger because of our program. So yeah, uh, really, Joe really Cantillaria yeah, Joe's absolutely killing it. Uh, we've had have had people just do some amazing things, become inspired enough to, you know, meet people like yourself, Brad, and and start their own podcast, like your buddy Tyler, uh, just do some really incredible things within the sport, and uh, we're bringing that back to 2020. Um, normally we only have one rider for the internship program, we've got uh, four riders now for that, so we've got chances to intern with uh, Dave Pulley, Bubba Pauly, AJ Catanzaro, and Tyler Bowers. A uh, top ten supercross rider, and you're never going to get an opportunity to intern and do um, some hands-on uh, pro supercross experiences with uh, with another group. It's it's really um, such a unique program, and I want to make sure that I tell as many people about it to get them involved um, and really uh, really being a part of the sport that we all love. So um, be sure to check us out at thecollectivexp.com. Check us out at The Collective EX on Instagram, contact at TheCollectiveXP.com. Uh, we're on Facebook. Be sure to drop us a line. If you have any questions about our, about our program, please let us know. We're going to be, uh, we have it open now up until about the first or second week of December, and then the writers are going to go through along with myself and pick the interns that we want. We're looking for a new intern every week if possible, so uh, even if you can only attend one round, uh, we still want you to apply because you never know you might be picked, and half the time people are picked for the races that are races that are closer to them, so it ends up working out even better. So uh, I'm excited, man. I'm really pumped to get more people involved in the sport and help yes, more sir. riders out, and and just get a, a big group of uh, passionate people in the industry.
1: Yeah, man. And people are always asking, "How do I get a job in the industry? How do I how do I get connected? How do this that other thing? Like this is exactly one of those avenues that you can. Uh, when, if you happen to be like, say, say you go and do, uh, uh, you do one with AJ or you do one, you're, you're an intern for, uh, the seven deuce deuce or something along those lines, you're, you're going and taking video for them for practice so they can go back and study film. Maybe you get talking to, uh, somebody over at Kawasaki or some over at JGR or someone along those lines. And uh, you, you strike up a conversation, you happen to hand out a business card, and, and next year uh, you're doing uh, video work for uh, Justin Barsha or something like that, on that line, along those lines. Or in the case of, uh, of Joe Cancellari, uh, he literally uh, putting uh, Adam Ciancerillo through his paces at, uh, at the W training facility down in Marietta, California, uh, which is, has been a huge vital thing for, uh, for Adam, ov- obviously, and we're going to talk about him a little bit in a, a few minutes here. We can't, I can't get you off the phone without, uh, without uh, mentioning uh, how this weekend went for, uh, for AC9, um, but yeah, like, it, it's a great opportunity to get connected, and uh, like I said prior, it's experiencing a motocross race like you've never been to one before it's going behind the velvet rope and really being immersed in the uh, in the sport so uh, i'm a huge fan of it and i'm glad that you're uh, continuing to watch it grow
0: oh 100 percent, man i, I want to make sure that this thing is just nurtured and uh, we do as much good in the industry as possible it's all about uh keeping people with the passion inside the industry and um making the sport grow to be bigger and better
1: Right on, man. Well, uh, uh, for people who uh, weren't absolutely taking notes during your uh, when you're rattling everything off there, where can they get uh, more information? Who do they contact? And uh, uh, yeah, basically, how can they follow along and make sure that they don't miss anything when it comes to uh, the collective experience?
0: Well, everyone can check us out at thecollectivexp.com, dot com, at thecollectiveex on Instagram, contact at thecollectivexp.com, dot com. Um, drop us a line, a DM, a message. Find us on Facebook. Turn um, no- yeah. notifications on too. Like if you're actually interested yeah, in this, definitely. turn the notifications
1: yeah. on, people.
0: You have to. You definitely have to. You know, you never know, man. You is be missing something cool. Um, actually, AJ is doing something really cool where every person that signs up gets entered in to win. Uh, whether you're picked for the internship program or not, you're still entered to win um, a set of signed AJ Catanzaro gear. So. Nice. Definitely don't want to miss that chance to get some pro rider here. It's pretty badass. Uh, we're gonna throw in some more goodies as uh, as time flies on here. So uh, yeah, I just I just want to make sure that this program gets spread out and is wide reaching and uh, gets people immersed. Man, it's it's so so beneficial, so much fun to run, and we have a blast, man. I mean, you've seen it. We have an absolute time with their interns, man. We go out, get food, bring them behind the scenes. I mean, what more can you ask for? You know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, it, it's. I, I think it's a great opportunity for you guys to grow it, and uh, you guys are just uh, uh, seeing this thing advance year year after year, weekend after weekend. And uh, couldn't be more excited to be uh, somewhat a part of it. Uh, somewhat a part of it. Like sometimes I get to uh, to hang out, and like uh, one of the. I think one of my the things that people really get out of the collective experience. Every once in a while, when I'm at one of those pro races, uh, those guys literally get to see, come by and and see me like just. Like tear you apart limb from limb verbally uh, with just a, like a verbal assault of, uh, of of mean things that I say to you uh, on a weekly basis at the races, and I feel like that's something that like it's like a value add thing, and like uh, I'm just glad to contribute.
0: That's that's worth half money right there, man. Just watching us squabble back and forth like a couple yeah. of times, you know exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, you're
1: like you're lame, Dave, and you're like, yeah, but I love it. You know, like yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is the way it goes, man. Um, But yeah, no, so uh, I I hope people uh, contact you. I hope people get more involved. And yeah, like I said, if you're going to follow the Collective Experience on social media... Turn on your notifications so you get you get that uh, little little notification on your phone every time me and Dave go live, which we'll be doing tomorrow uh, tomorrow evening, uh, and we're going to be doing uh, on a, a pretty much weekly basis throughout the Supercross season and leading up to Supercross because uh, we've got nothing to do on uh, on our, our weekday evenings but to talk about motocross and usually we text about it and sometimes we talk about it and this is one of those times to talk about dirt bikes. Um, and if we're going to talk about dirt bikes, we need to talk about what happened this last weekend. Because there was all kinds of crazy shit that went on. There was there was super minis going table over single in the middle of rhythm sections. Super cool. Shout out to Evan Ferry, uh, uh, future uh, 250 champion right there. Uh, we, we've got um, that Australian kid, uh, not Hunter, but his brother, someone's going to yeah. roast me online. Jet Lawrence eating glazed donuts uh, on the podium and... Uh, Offering them to, uh, to the podium interviewer, uh, uh, Chris, uh, what's her name? Uh. Will Christensen? Will Christensen. Uh. Will Will Christian? Yeah, Will Christian. Um, yeah. Like, offering donuts that he's had a bite of, which, uh, like, just words of the wise of any guy at all ever in life, please don't offer women, uh, a bite of something that you just had. Like, that's never gonna be uh welcome with open arms uh for any reason at all <laughs> um but yeah let's talk about uh the cup class like literally the last time we had the podcast we're talking about uh basically wrapping up the 250 title and how dominant of a season and how like how gr- how happy we were for Adam Ceanorolo to basically cap off his 250 career with a championship win his only championship as a 250 uh a- athlete and uh and he ends up uh, moving to the 450 class of course we talked about the switch to Kawasaki and uh, whether or not he was going to be head to toe in uh, in fox gear of course we find out now he is exactly that head to toe in fox gear. I hope one day before Anaheim uh, one he switches to uh, the same helmet that Ken Roxon's wearing if you notice the he went back to the i think it's the f2 uh, or the the v2 it's the more like the more traditional looking helmet because that new fox helmet is uglier than sin. Um but uh the the gear was on point this weekend. The bike, the all black with the or the all green with the 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 black accents, I thought was one of the hottest looking bikes out there uh with the the brand new digit on there. Uh we can talk about whether uh, what you thought about him switching to 9. I really liked it as well. Um and then uh yeah, the guy like literally last time we talked, we're talking about that guy getting his first 250 title. Now we're talking about him getting his first 450 win in like not not uh, not everybody was there obviously you were missing like uh, better heart better part of half of the top 10 but uh um you still had to beat uh the guy who won this race uh, last year winning all three rounds in uh in Eli tomac let's talk about AC let's talk about your your monster cup champion for 2019 that's pretty
0: cool man to say that that place wasn't electric when that guy was out front it, it it'd be an understatement i mean he looked so good on that on that bigger bike. I mean, a few people were, were talking to me, they're like, yeah, well, AC is really good. I'm like, yeah, well, so was Cooper Webb when he first moved up and you saw his woes, you know? Or so was Lil Poto, and you saw how much he kind of struggled. Or even the GOAT, I mean, Ricky Carmichael, he had his struggles on the, on the big bike. Um, AC is probably the most dialed person I've seen make that big bike transition from a 250 to a 450. Um, i think the only person that maybe didn't have as much of a hard time is Someone like maybe Stewart, but even he had his crashes and and fumbles and stuff like that, and took some time to get used to. But um, man, he he suits that bigger bike so well. And like you said, the bike was on point. Gear looked incredible. Um, It was nice to see him get a gate drop again. We haven't really um, seen much of AC riding since um, since outdoor title. He didn't really do much of the uh, the off season events and stuff like that. So it was really cool to see the whole new setup, new number. Um, and just come out swinging, man. He got great, great starts. Um, the bike and him gelled well together. made one little bobble, but, I mean, you know, it's an off-season race, and he's just getting the jitters out. So, you know, we're, we're trying to put that in the rear view. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, he rode phenomenal, man. I think we were treated to one of the better races in a good good while. I mean, you had Malcolm Stewart up there. You had um, Eli up there. Hell, you had Vince Freeze making a run for it for quite a while. So, Really, really some interesting stuff going down, man. But hats off to AC. He rode phenomenal, rode like uh, – that, that's what championship rides are like, man. That, that's the heart of a, of a guy who's uh, who's matured, who's ready to, to, to mix up with the big boys and ready to make his name um, synonymous with, with championship wins in the 450 class. So if we can get more of that in 2020, I'm going to pull my freaking hair out from just the excitement of these races every weekend, man. It's It's going to be a good one for sure.
1: Yeah, will be, and uh, just to see the way it worked out. Like, if you're felled, you're just like jerking off to the fact that you've got three guys tied for the lead going into the last round, and uh, yep. both of the first two races, if not even the third one, um, you got Vince Freeze of all guys leading laps and just like driving everybody nuts. And oh, and by the way, la- uh, the 2019 World Champion. Has come to Supercross and he actually didn't look like crap uh, with scoring uh, a couple of uh, a couple of top fives and uh, and fifth in the uh, in the overall. Like if you're felled, you are stoked with how that went. Um, like basically, like the, it was pretty much a drama free night. No big crashes other other than the fact that uh, during qualifying, Dean Wilson, of course, dislocates and fractures his hip. Oh my gosh. Uh, the like the, the guy just can't buy a break. I'm super disappointed in that, but uh, like we'll see what the healing process uh, is like for Dean. But yeah, like a pretty much a flawless night for uh, for the Monster Cup. Uh, I think there was a little bit of talent missing from the Super Mini class. Uh, and uh, a lot of the, the 250 guys had already turned pro Because of course the Futures class was not an A-B combined thing Like it's been in the past That was strictly an A class So uh, you actually don't have a lot of kids Usually move up to A uh, to race their final year of amateurs That was sort of basically just reserved for uh, Hunter and, uh, and, Ye- and Jason Swole Who are both basically making their pro debuts in about two months time so uh, the, the, that class seemed to la- lack a little bit of, uh, uh, of depth, but uh, it's more of just like sort of a, a support class uh, for those for the cup guys. But um, yeah, like great to see the new numbers are out, the new bikes, the new colors. Um, yeah, like just about everybody was represented other than uh, uh, JGR. Of course, uh, uh, you had a, a fair number of Suzuki's out there and the fact that you had uh, Alex, Ray, Adam, and Ticknap. And uh, and Kyle Chisholm ripping around on the uh, on the on them, and then on top of that, you got some two stroke. You, you had some n- Caster nine twenty seven with Michael Lessie on a two stroke. So uh, like, I be, like that's checking off all the boxes when it comes to uh, Monster Energy Cup. Like maybe not the most amazing, most entertaining race of the year, just because of the, the lack of depth as far as not having Cooper Webb, not having Mar- Marvin Moosecan, not having Ken Roxon, not having Jason Anderson, or uh, many of the uh, not having. Uh, uh Bogle or Baggett or this, that, and the other thing, those guys are missing, but for the most part it was fantastic to see and uh, I was encouraged to watch it. So um yeah, I think it was a good 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 event altogether uh and, and great to see that last race that literally came down to the last corner uh just as if they scripted it.
0: I I couldn't agree more man. And the fact that so many of the top guys are missing, I mean you named seven or eight right there um, yeah. the fact that no was really talking about that and they're talking about the racing and all the other things, yeah. it really shows you just how exciting, how action packed and how many cool things were happening with this race. Uh, you know, Alessi's two stroke, like you said, and the they, they debut of uh, AC and the, the backwards track and Malcolm's back and this, the, the uh, support classes, and super minis. I mean, so much was happening. I think fell did a great job with this one. Um, track left a little bit to be desired in terms of the way it kind of broke down and I think that's what Dean kind of faulted is what messed him up a little bit was um, just the, the wear from the track he ran backwards and, and lack of prep uh, with regards to that um, kind of had him clip the, uh, the landing a little bit and send him over and we oh. saw join 68 take a take a nap there uh, in qualifying earlier than the day and uh, that wasn't too pretty that's either right. um, other than this just a few things it, it just goes to show you what an amazing race it was. I mean, we were really, again, really treated to a lot of cool stuff. Um, one question that I wanted to raise to you, Brad. Go was, for it. Uh, you, you touched on it a little bit, the uh, the 250 class, the support feeder class. Um, a few guys were pro in that one. A few people brought it to my attention uh, or, or brought it, you know, made note of it that, uh, you know, you have some guys who are factory riders where Jaleek Swole, uh, Jet uh, Jet Lawrence, they're both pretty much factory riders. They had their debuts in outdoors last year, I think for a round or two. Um, they're racing against kids who don't have half of the support or may not oh, have Oh, not at all. Like, the class. Do you think that, that class should stay strictly A, B, no pro license? Or do you think there's merit in having Riders who do have a pro license, who have made that transition, just ha- but who just haven't had the Supercross uh, debut yet. Do you think there's merit in having that uh, that that race ran like that, or would you like to see it more of a true amateur 250 class?
1: Well, so you see, in this scenario, you had two guys who have made their pro debut, who are technically still amateurs. So, like because of that weird rule. That you can now go and race a few races in the outdoors and then still keep your uh, your amateur status. That's why that ended up happening the way it happened. I still think that you would get more uh, more like well known guys if you get like the B class out there rather than the A class. If that actually kind of it sort of makes sense because everybody sandbags in the uh, in. Uh, amateur uh, US racing, because like you've got B, kids in B uh, logging faster lap times than the kids in A, because they're all trying to stay down so that they can sort of cherry pick uh, against uh, different um, talents and stuff like that. It's very difficult to sort of like f- put a certain class in a box. I think that uh, for the star power, you want to have Jet, and you want to have Jacek, or Jalex well, uh, for it having good racing, I think you want to leave it amateur only, and I I mean nobody that's made their pro debut at all uh, being able to race that event, and that includes uh, Kai uh, Aello who uh, raced in that class. I believe he was around tenth, um, but yeah, I think like what I loved about the uh, uh, the, the eighty class is that other than Evan Ferry, and like obviously we would have had. Um, what's his name there uh, Ryder Di Francesco uh, racing that class but other than those two I didn't know any of those kids and it's cool to like get to know who these kids are they get an opportunity to sort of like completely out of left field and make a name for themselves in one night of spectacular racing and that's exactly what Evan Ferry did for himself like, uh, like you and I both know who that is but for a lot of people weren't totally in the know of, of what, what that kid's all about these days so uh, I think it was really cool to see I would actually like, like ideally for me as far as what I'd like to see in that particular class I'd like to see it 250B, which that's where you're going to see most of the kids that are are, are basically on their on the p- projection to be turning pro, if not next Supercross season, that at least at Hangtown the following year, uh, and, and have it an amateur class just so that everyone's on even footing. Because, like you said, you got J- Jalix Swall and um, and and Jet that are on basically full blown full blown uh, uh, rock star slash Geico bikes against a bunch of kids that are having their, their like, they're running, uh, like, a suspension that can't keep up, or an engine that can't keep up, and it's just not, it's, it's you're not comparing apples to oranges, or apples to apples there, so uh, it's kind of, uh, like, it's uh, it takes a little bit away from the night, honestly, because it's not good racing, and because there's such big gaps in the Monster Cup, like, if you were watching it at home, you there was a lot of sitting around time, and that was kind of bummer bummer.
0: I, I agree. I would. I would like to see that class be kept as a like B and A race, and not, without any um, any riders that have raced in a pro national or or just uh, make it a two stroke class one twenty five or or, or you, get, you could do that. But then, I mean, you know, we saw we saw even even with how fast the two fifties were, like you saw Jet um, Jet Lawrence's bike, he still had some difficulty. It looks like. Um, doing some of the triples and stuff like that so I feel like at 125 we kind of have the same lines like the super minis where yeah, it wouldn't be that much fine. of a I kind of want to see some guys go a little big you know what I mean like yeah, I want to see some triples and some tire taps and cool stuff so um, I, 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 it'd be cool to see them keep it B&A no pro riders in that one and then have the super mini. but I mean I, I was kind of bummed that I only knew Evans Ferry and the super minis but like you said they gave me a chance to look at some more talented kids and say okay and um, now I know who the you know fifteen of Towers is, or um, you know a uh, couple other kids that were coming through like eight thirty two in the Cowie. You know, um, seeing just seeing some fresh, some fresh faces, and yeah, it would have been cool to see like you know Danger Boy versus uh, Jet Reynolds versus Beef Francesco versus Evan Sari, um, and a you know bunch of other fast uh, eighty five kids. But it was it was also cool to see like a fresh crop of faces, like I said before. So. Um, I think I think this event was a win, man. It was so cool. Did a really good job. No one won the Monster Million, but hey, you know, we got to see AC uh, assert himself first for the year, and uh, who knows about this lead, man. This could be a, could be a AC domination year, man. You never know.
1: No doubt. Well, uh, um, thankfully, uh, you're usually at a lot of these races, so you're either watching them in the stands, or uh, uh, sometimes you end up back at the truck not even watching, which kind of blows my mind. But anyway... Uh, thankfully, you didn't have to uh, listen to the broadcast, man. Like, oh, I, I, I tweeted this out. The, the the announcing makes Supercross so hard to watch. Uh,
0: yeah, I I, re- I rewatched oh, the uh, the broadcast. So bad. Like, even at one Ricky. point,
1: at oh. one point, uh. Ralph said that there's three guys that have a chance for the monster million, and I'm like, that's impossible. Like, come on. And yeah, like you've got, uh, you've got Ricky just saying that everyone's putting themselves in good positions and that they're making their new team managers proud, and like it's like he just recycles the same thing over and over and over again, and like Ralph knows his stuff. Kind of. I don't think he knows the... He doesn't know who Tevin Tapia is at all, I, th- I assume. Uh, I have no... I, he probably doesn't know who Ryan Brees is or Robbie Wageman. Um, he might know who Scott Champion is because he wins a lot of LCQs. But, like, seriously, like the, he just doesn't have the, 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 the deep well of knowledge that the, a person in that position should have. And then he just comes across so cheesy... Like, it's... I understand his job is to be, like, the he's basically the MC of the whole thing. He's leading the whole thing. But, like, as a play-by-play guy, he just... Oh, it's... I don't know. There need... Like, I hate to beg on the guy, but it needs to get better. It's, like... Otherwise, I'll just start watching. Like, I would pay extra for the package... If you could get bike sounds without announcers, like if you could just get like if you just mute the announcers, that'd be fantastic. But would still get dirt bike noises.
0: Yeah, it, it was rough, man. I haven't really watched many supercrosses off from the through the broadcast. Um, maybe one one is super during supercross, and then this is like the the other one. Um, it was rough, man. I mean. I, I'm a Ricky Carmichael fan, but hearing him talk about the races and the recapping. Some things he did do really well and I think he can give you that racer's insight. But uh I think he needs to work on just completing his thoughts a little bit better or tying in uh some of the anecdotes that he has with what's actually happening on the track or tying in his transitions with with Ralph. Um, because a lot of there's a lot of uh um and, you know, what were they talking about type of feelings, you know what I mean? So yeah, it was it was a little it was a little rough for me and you got to remember these are the guys who are supposed to be commentating and, and talking about the sport for those who may not be as familiar as you and I or the everyday um, the super passionate moto fan so you know they're there to kind of usher in that those folks who may not know that oh yeah monster cup is the three motor format or hey this is the 250 this is the 450 or hey right now he's thinking this and that and that but I mean at the same time you what about what finish, about so catering to the learned fan? Like, what about
1: yeah. what about the guy who, when you're watching Monday Night Football prior to the season or I guess last season when John Gruden got, got called in to, uh, to coach the Hopeless Raiders, like, the guy's calling out coverages or even uh, like Tony Romo now, which like he, he kind of calls out plays a little bit too often for me, but like, he's using actual football terminology. Like, the Tampa 2 or... Uh, uh, cover like two man underneath like where like the learned fan is like that's really cool and then people who don't know they're sitting at home being like huh what's two man underneath and we have and everybody has here has google can figure that stuff out like they they don't at all accommodate the learned fan who wants to know yeah. about like what kind of air pressure that these guys might be running or why like how you might like say on a on a track that doesn't have supercross whoops why that would be a li- maybe a little bit different of a setup than you would uh, for uh, for a regular supercross track? Because obviously, if you don't have to worry about whoops, you can allow your 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 bike to settle into the corners better, and then it's gonna it's gonna jump a little bit differently and stuff like that. They don't talk about any of those types of things. They also don't they don't at all acknowledge any of the guys who aren't there, which is like completely like like just to me is just so maddening because it's like mm-hmm. yeah no like. Uh, like, it's amazing that Tim Geister's getting fifth, but if the, those seven guys that I mentioned earlier were there, he'd be a 12th place guy. And, like, mm. like, it's just, like, you know what I mean? I guess you can't really do that, but it's just, like, I don't know, like, we, we cater way too much to the, to the brand new fan that, like, and I, I don't think that, like, maybe we have, like, the, the dozen people every weekend that are brand new to the sport, never seen dirt bikes before, who happen to click on, uh, um, Whatever nation, whatever channel uh, Supercross is on now, NBC Sports uh, Gold now, I think, or NBC, NBC yeah. Sports. So yeah, they clicked NBC. on that. Yeah, NBC Sports. They they clicked on that, and that's what they're watching it on for the very first time. They stumbled across it and were like, "What the hell is this?" But I I don't know. I don't uh, I don't find it to be uh, doing its purpose. You know what I mean? Like I don't think that uh, that Ralph spoon feeding really like minor info to people is is obvi- is, is all of a sudden getting me a bunch of people that going to go out and uh, and buy two strokes again so like I don't, I don't I don't quite see it it's just bad like I like I I want to start just why watch- I I not maybe just like need to just like start making more money so I can start attending these motocross races so that I I don't have to worry about it at all and I can when I do re- rewatch the races I can just watch them on mute and that'll be good uh, maybe I'll like I'll like put on one of those like Uh, two-stroke videos on YouTube that just have like raw two-stroke noises, and I'll put that in the background while I watch Supercross, and that actually might be the greatest thing ever. I'll start doing that. But um, I promised I'd talk to you for about an hour. It's been an hour and a half, and you probably still need to eat dinner this evening, my friend, uh, are there any other notables that you had for, uh, you had coming away from uh, from MEC, the Monster Energy Cup, that uh, you wanted to talk about before I let you get on with the rest of your evening?
0: Um, you know, I think one of the bigger things to discuss was that we saw Chad Reed there, and uh, I think believe it was a Honda, which is pretty cool. Yes, um, a lot of people speculating on where he's going to end up for 2020, um, as well as um, a new CBD company that is. Now somehow sponsoring uh, all of Supercross, and the, you know, a couple of months ago we were banned from using that or having any CBD things displayed. That's kind of a huge talking point. Um, also, just so everyone knows, everyone's allergies at that race was acting up because of the pit area and the dry grass that they were having us walk on. It is such a minimal point because I am still congested. And I know of a lot of riders that are still, like, coughing and sneezing and stuff like that. So, uh, cool, cool tidbit. If you, get, if you didn't make that, this race, then, yeah, you're, you're probably one of the lucky ones in, in the way that you're not uh, sneezing your brains out. But uh, the other than that, like I said, man, it was a super cool race, very, very fun to watch. And I, it get, it's going to be really amped up to watch A1 and see, like, where everyone's at. I would love to see AC go head-to-head with the Cooper Webb. Um, you know, those guys were, were rivals back at minis, and we could have another Cooper Webb AC rivalry um, on our hands now. So I'm excited, man. It, I'm just so in for 2020 Supercross. I want it to happen tomorrow.
1: Yeah, no doubt. We got uh, quite a few days, almost three months uh, before gate drops. For uh, Anaheim 1, I, uh, I hope to be in attendance. That's going down on the, is it the first weekend in, in July so or, or January? So it's
0: like literally the the 4th. I believe so. Yeah.
1: Oh man that that that's a quick turnaround after Christmas. Uh, but uh, if the if the chips fall right, I will be uh, at uh, uh, Anaheim Stadium for the first round. Um, looking forward to that. Before we let you you guys off the podcast, we appreciate everyone for uh, for tuning in, listening in, and enjoying. Uh, this has been a really good opportunity for uh, Dave and I to catch up as well as talk some shit about motocross and, and for me to sling some verbal arrows at uh, at Dave that I haven't been able to do in the last little while. And that means a lot to me. But uh, <laughs> it would also mean a ton to me if you guys go to your Instagram, open it up, as well as your Facebook, follow the collective experience Turn the notifications on. Be part of the community and bring yourself closer to the sport of motocross. If you're listening to this podcast, it means you're a diehard fan of motocross and you love everything about it. You want to bring yourself closer to it. Do yourself a favor by aligning yourself with good guys like Dave Drakes here, who just want to make people uh, that much more immersed in the sport they love so much. So, uh, Dave, I hope people go ahead and do
0: that. Yeah, I mean, the the more people we get involved with that the more we can get more passionate people into our sport and. Um, help this thing grow the right way and, and help these players out as much as possible so um, yeah like I said I'm excited to have uh, this program grow and grow and grow and to help more people meet more um, super dedicated moto fans and um, get them just totally immersed in the sport and uh, hopefully into a career that they uh, absolutely love
1: Right on, man. Well, I uh, appreciate the time. Uh, we're going to do this again sometime soon, including a Instagram live dropping tomorrow. We'll, def- we'll, uh, we'll talk about a time and uh, release that to the masses in a short bit here. But uh, uh, you have yourself a great rest of your evening. Don't hang up just yet. We've got, still got some shit talking to do. But for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there.